one of the more perplexing things about having kids is that they want to do things that they have no business doing. Their confidence outweighs their competence, right? For example, around two years old, both of my kids felt like they would make excellent beauticians. Two-year-olds, uh-huh. Naya, when she was two, had just learned to lock the door of the bathroom, which she realized gave her precious time to try all the things that mommy and daddy would not let her try. She got a hold of some scissors, she locked, used that new skill and locked that door, and she absolutely butchered her hair. Later, she described it as, I cut and I cut and I cut. One look at her head, and you would just nod and be like, you sure did, honey. Mimi, at two, the magical beautician age, gave herself an equally terrible haircut, but had the sense that it was the most beautiful thing that there ever was. You gotta admire her confidence in Moxie. She would, she, it looked like one of those bizarre things that you would see on a runway somewhere, just like totally um, severe and, <laughs> and off. But she thought it was amazing. She would, she would pose for pictures and be like, her smile outweighed the absolute ridiculousness of her hair. Whether it's helping bake, taking 45 minutes to put on their own shoes, or feeding animals, kids need to learn. And that includes doing things pretty poorly before they can do them well. I admire folks so much who watch their children spill entire bags of flour all over the floor and find it delightful. It is a joy to watch them as they learn to navigate the world, but it can be tedious and a lot of work. There is a concept in Zen Buddhism called beginner's mind. The idea is that you must approach every circumstance as though it is for the first time. And this posture allows more learning to happen and it creates curiosity in you where you might just assume things. It, 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 it just inspires change over stagnation. So in the bigger, beginner's mind, even if you are an expert, the idea is that you always have something to learn. When you spend time with kids, you see this, right? There's things we've done a million times. We walk a block a hundred times. We walk it with a child, and we get to see all the little dandelions and all of the bugs and the cracks in the pavement and the little doggy in the house next door. They are amazed at all these things. They delight in the mud puddles that we see as a mess. They show us ways of compassion as they practice connection and learn to make friends. Our scriptures this morning urge this kind of humility. The solidarity with others and rejection of the power of the world. They encourage us to swipe away the old metrics and what we think we know and approach the world with a sense of wonder that we have something to learn. Both the Old Testament and the gospel use the example of the seats at the table. Now, we probably aren't gonna be invited to a meal with dignitaries anytime soon. That's not something that really happens in 2022, at least in my world, maybe it does for yours. 
And I remember growing up in our dining room table, we did have like my mom would sit on one end and my dad would sit on the other, and that was their sort of spot. But we just don't do that kind of hierarchical seating all the time. So, so this, this example isn't necessarily the best for us, but the concept is that no one should place themselves into a place of honor or status or knowing or expertise, but should instead approach every circumstance with humility. It reminds me of that saying, I don't know if you've heard this, be brave enough to be terrible at something new. It, takes, it does take bravery to do that. It might look to others like we don't know what we are doing, and our culture says that that's wrong. But God invites us to do things that we don't know what we're doing. We might not get respect at first, but that's okay, because that in itself is a lesson of what it feels like to be disrespected. I was talking to one of Mimi's friend's moms the other day about what it feels like to learn a language that is not your native language, and how you don't have the same vocabulary, and how it feels to know that, man, if I were speaking English right now, I could articulate this, but I'm struggling because I'm trying to use another language. But I'm reminded of what one of my best friends told me as he was learning English. It takes so much courage to try something. These scriptures are not the only scriptures that urge followers of Jesus to approach the world in this way. Remember what Jesus said about entering the kingdom of God? You can only do it as a little child. Open. Awe-filled. Ready to learn. Stopping and smelling the roses. Ready to be bad at something new. Unless we're ready for that, we're not going to be ready to embrace the kingdom of God. A wonderful thing about this, when we're invited into this kind of posture that might seem kind of weird sometimes and might feel like we need extra courage or scary in some way, is that whatever God invites us to do, no matter how scary it might sound, is actually the best for us. Some of us have learned this through trial and error over and over and over again. But God's will is the best for God's yoke is easy, God's burden is light. God invites us into this way because it's actually the most life-giving for us. Walking around thinking we're experts at everything all the time. Get out of my way. I know how to do this. We'll never learn. We'll never connect. We'll never be able to experience the awe and wonder of trying something new. Even if we do know this all the time and walk in this way, we might not always be able to accept the help that we need. But God is with us. As our epistle encourages, we get to prioritize the relationships that will help us grow and learn. They may not benefit us in the way of the world. They may not be able to pay us back as we think they should. But in God's kingdom, we will the old tricks of this world tell us to engage in a relationship with those who will benefit us. The lot of love tells us love without expectation. The habits of the world would have us promoting ourselves above those that we perceive no less than us. The law of love demands that we encounter the world with the eyes of a child, that we always have something to learn. A wide open heart 
at whatever God will bring our way is a pretty beautiful way to live. So let's practice that together this week. Let's act as though a toddler is leading us through the world. What would they notice? Wow, what a cute dog. Oh, a flower, let me smell it. Something new to learn. A new person to smile at. A miracle of God as the rain comes down and the sun shines on our face. All with curiosity and wonder. Living in God's love like this helps us to create and sustain transformative community because it helps us teach each other and grow in relationship. And that kind of community elevates us all together. The competent and the incompetent, the beginners and the experts, all growing together in the knowledge of God's incredible grace. Amen. Let's stand and sing together hymn number...